episode of true stories based on fiction that follows can and will contain very explicit language listener discretion is highly 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 advised you can follow us on twitter stitcher soundcloud facebook our website true stories based on fiction.com we're always at t-s-b-o-f podcast enjoy Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You've got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have built this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've done. Based on fiction. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to True Stories Based on Fiction. I am one of your hosts, Randy. Joining me tonight, as always, is Brian and our third host, Evan. Uh, this week we're talking about DC shows, picking up from our discussion last week. Listen and enjoy. Speaking of DC, we can make a segue towards the two prominent DC shows. shows. Um, so, Arrow Season 4 began, and The Flash Season 2 also began in the last couple of weeks. There are two episodes in now, but we're focused on the premieres initially. Um, of the two, which one did you like better? Uh, I think I actually like Flash a little bit better than Arrow. I agree, um, and you know, I'm not the biggest Flash, Flash fan overall. Yeah, Arrow has a uh, I think been the better show in the long mm-hmm. run. Um, it was a little corny to me starting. It out. was very sitcomish, ninety sitcomish. But uh, they've started out. They've transitioned him over from Arrow to Green Arrow now. Which honestly, to me, never really mattered. I don't care if he was ever officially called Green Arrow. I didn't mind if it was called Vigilante. I don't mind if it was called the Arrow. Who cares about the name? I didn't really care for the Vigilante, but I liked how. Uh, I mean, Arrow was fine. But they tried doing the same thing with Flash last season, you know, the streak. Mm-hmm. And, like, my biggest, well, not my biggest issue, but one of my prominent issues with this show is the fact that his new costume is very cool, but it isn't practical. Because his arms are all out. And, like, there's a scene, Randy, where, like, with him and one of his, um, one of his compatriots hop off a moving train. If you have your arms all out, your arms would probably be in pieces. Mm-hmm. But he came out unscathed. It's a cool-looking design, but it isn't practical at all. No. See, my issue is, I think it's just, it's become too much. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it when you had, I mean, you had Arrow. Um, I didn't mind it when you had uh, Roy become as uh, Arsenal in there last season. Uh, I liked Sarah as Canary, but she, mm-hmm. she was, you might have her for a couple episodes, and she was yep. gone. Yep, yep. Now you get every episode, whenever they go into a fight, you got... Everybody that everyone's Green a hero. Arrow knows is a hero. I his didn't think... His ex-girlfriend, his current girlfriend, his, his best friend, his sister. Everyone he knows is a fucking superhero. And I don't think Diggle needs to have a costume. I liked him when he was kind of like that... Uh, you mean Black Needle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Mac Negro? <laughs> um... I like it when he's just kind of helping out. I mean, he 
Derek, Oliver. Uh, Oliver knew that he Oliver. not to have him go into too many battles or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of maybe set up stuff. Have him go into the thick of it, I guess. Just, it's too much. Mm-hmm. Now, it, also, Randy, so that show is pretty much predicated on the fact that he was allegedly on a desert island for five years, and that's what made him want to come back to his city and save it. So every season has two storylines, the current day storyline, and then five years from that, well, five years prior. So in season three, we, oh, yeah, season three, we find out that Arrow wasn't always on the island. He actually was back in the States and all over the world before he had... lying to us. Yeah. Really? How dare he lie? People lie, Brian. It's life. We look here, Buttercup. People lie. <laughs> five hellish islands he had be, or five hellish years he had me believe he was on that island. For two been, years. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Oh, Daisy. Um, so this season, um, it is it shows that he was in a different city in America after the events of season three. So, Brian, what do you think about the current flashback? Sequence. Now that he's back on the island again? That's episode two, but I mean, okay, but... No, they... He was back on the island in the first in, one. In, in the very end of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, basically, he was uh, showing that he's starting his vigilantism rear. Okay. Um, in that pilot episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah he had a very, very, very makeshift costume and sucked at it, getting the shit beat out of him. Um, Like a Batman year one, almost? Kind of. <laughs> but made it a point that he wasn't, uh, he didn't go to his family to say that he was back. Mm-hmm. I don't, they didn't really explain that. Yeah, at least. Oh, I mean, I mean, why? I, I think he feels guilty because. Although he wasn't in Star, Starling City, he was in right. uh, Central, Central City. Man, I think he also feels guilty because he killed the guy. Well, he killed the guy that he didn't have to. True. And uh, also, uh, Randy, so Central City in the books is a, mm-hmm. is a hometown of the Green. Lantern, hmm. and then in the in the season premiere, Brian missed it, but actually had a so in Green Lantern's name is uh, Hal Jordan. If you've seen the yeah. shitty movie, yeah, no, no, no. it had a cameo of, of a guy from like chest to like his, his mitts section wearing like uh, a coat that has a furry um, collar, like Hal Jordan typically wears, and said Hal Jordan on there in a bar with hard traveling heroes, hard traveling heroes. So they had they actually had a Green Lantern cameo in the show. Who knows what's going to happen there? Because that city has been very prominent, and um, the Flash as well. They talked about a, a missing pilot from, from Ferris Air as well. Well, I remember the rumor for a while too was that uh, Diggle was going to be John Stewart, right. which I hope they don't. Yeah, do. He's a black character. He must be the other black character I know of. I ho- I really hope they don't do that. I mean, but you've been there. He's fine. Isn't uh, Ali yeah. and uh, Barry are basically the two? Ones that link with hell, though. That, I mean, they had hard traveling heroes with uh, mm-hmm. Green Arrow. Now, Brave and the Bold with uh, Flash and Green Lantern, I believe. Was it those two works? I remember back in the day, and this is when I kind of got into DC. Um, it was more or less Wally West and Kyle Rayner were yep. Flash. Mm-hmm. And I know those two were real good friends, yep. more so than uh, Oliver Queen or Connor Hawk. Mm-hmm. Is that was that the case mm-hmm. with Hal Jordan and Barry? Hal Jordan and Barry. As far as I can recollect, they were decently close, but uh, Barry was kind of doing his own thing. Now, Wally West and Dick Grayson were best friends back in the day, the Teen Titans days. But uh, I think that Barry and Hal were cool, but when Barry, well, when Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, and he went off with 
Green Arrow, that's when like they became best friends. But I think the Barry was kind of more better was better friends with Batman at one percent. Barry was mm-hmm. more so than hell. Yeah, Superman because during his trial, Superman vote was these these deciding vote that voted the Flash out of the Just Us League. Just us. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what storyline this is referring to. The trial of, when the Flash killed uh, Professor Zoom, the the Reverse Flash went on trial, actual trial, and it was like a twenty five issue storyline in his book. Judge Judy. So he was on trial by day. Judge he was Judy. so. <laughs> but he, he was going on actually adventures at night for like two years in this book. So then um, when all of the evidence came out, mm-hmm. the Lee had to vote on whether or not he would still be a member. And Superman g- gave the deciding vote that he would not. Ooh. Barry, you got to go. Let the League members kill if they want to. Kill the crap out of them. Uh, what do you... Uh... It's when they become gods and or monsters. <laughs> Check out episode one snapping eight, seven, episode seven, seven. Check that was our, that was our mini episode. Gods. Check out our mini episode. <laughs> Super long. Gods and or monsters. So, I mean, what about Arrow? Have you? I mean, what have you liked? I mean, it's very early in the season. What do you think of uh, da- Damien Dark? Dark. Um, what I've always liked about Arrow was the fact that it was more based on our in our world, but now it's just getting outlandish. Because um, Damien Dark does mit, m- mysticism. I can't say that word. Right? Mythological? No, mysticism. mysticism. Dark arts. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. Or the dark arts. That's a, it's kind of fucking stupid. Seems like that's what they're heading to. Because you got Constantine coming on this season. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't mind. I like uh, the guy that plays him, Neil. Some English guy. Patrick I, I don't like all this devil no. shit. You know him. I'm a Christian. He was on Justified. What's he? Yeah, he was the villain on uh, season of Justified. Huh. Yeah. Isn't it like Matt? It's like Matt Ryan or some shit like that. Oh, hold on. Constantine. Oh, no, I was talking about the guy that played uh, Damian Dark. Oh, you mean uh, Happy Hogan? I mean, you mean um, <laughs> Dum Dum Dugan? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Neil Neil McDonald. Is that it? Yeah, but he, he looks weird with his platinum blonde hair. Yeah, I think he had that on uh, Justified. I think that's his real hair color, but it looks weird because he has like like the light eyes. It's like almost like an albino. Yeah, like the light blue, like just stares yeah. like in your soul. Yeah, he, he's like an albino. Uh, Are you scared? What the fuck's that? Ice blue eyes. No, it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the way he looked that way. Yeah. <laughs> So, what are your uh, thoughts on uh, Flash this season? I like Flash a lot more than I like Arrow in terms of premiere to premiere. I think that it was probably the best written episode that they've ever had. I liked how when it first came on, he thought he saw a perfect world in the Flash universe. <laughs> if you if you can see what we're looking at, I'm trying to hold his straight face. <laughs> oh my god! What the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> Oh, no, oh, that's me up in one of hell. Yeah. Well, I might be going to hell, too. Uh, you know. <laughs> um, for various reasons. Various reasons. Yeah, but, uh, and then I, I, I liked it. It, it was very well written. I hate, I, I didn't like s- s- some of the choices they made. I don't like putting, uh... I didn't like the guy that played Adam Smasher. Yeah, I didn't like him either. And those special effects were a little wonky at some point when he grew. 
guess to me it followed the trap that you always get with the season when you kind of get into that season two. Uh, first season was really good. Now all of a sudden you got the hero that's uh, turning his back to his friends and oh, I can't have anyone get hurt. Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. Have a long ass neck. He has a long ass neck. Does it? Yeah, his neck is like it is distracting. It's like a giraffe. Yes. He looks like a fucking giraffe with that long ass neck. <laughs> How do you feel about uh the multiversity or multiverse and uh Earth two ideas? They're getting very comic booky, but I can't be mad at a comic book show being comic booky. You think it's too soon? soon? Because the Flash has always been like a more comic booky, but yeah. this Flash show is just as comic booky as a '90s. But it's season show. two. I mean, well, I guess it's, it's always been that way with Zoom, and then it went back in time and shit in season one. Although Stephen, uh, as Amel? a Amel, Amel, mm-hmm. um, did state that you know, Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow is essentially one big show that they kind of break up into three. That's bullshit. But okay, <laughs> or a shared there, universe. There's Arrow, Flash co- crossover, right? They've done a couple of them. They're trying to make an annual thing, but then sometimes, like, the Flash was actually popped up in the series premiere of Arrow as a Flash Forward. Well, they did a cool thing, so... Uh, that was a good transition. Cool. I know you haven't seen the second episodes, and this doesn't spoil anything, but you know when uh, he does the video announcing that he's Green Arrow? Mm-hmm. And then the, so they show that news footage in episode two of The Flash. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. See, so, that, that kind of shit I like. Mm-hmm. I like that kind of shit. Subtle. Like. Subtly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they did say uh, Damian Dark is going to be in both The Flash and uh, Legend Legends of, of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. How about Supergirl? They haven't set, stated a way that to find out if that'll... That's by the same production company. Greg uh, Berlanti. Yep. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have no interest in Supergirl. I watched I it. Either. I've seen it. The, the, the pilot. Uh, pilot they had on air or on uh, the boot interwebs uh, a while ago. I watched I it. I in no way, shape, or form in endorse Brian's bootlegging of the movie of Jerry Seinfeld and the Seinfeld show. Well, if you'll check my DVR, it is, still, it is still set to record. Um, bootlegging the movie, baby! I'm a bootlegger! <laughs> it was a... I think, they, I think the studio actually put it out to start getting our interest up mm-hmm. for it. Oh, but it was really pretty good. good. You have a uh, black <laughs> Jimmy Olsen. A anorexic Cat Grant. DC is not known for their diversity, so you gotta get in there somewhere. Yep. People like diversity in their entertainment choices. You have a uh, gay Mr. Terrific now? He's, he's Michael Pena. He's gay in the show? In Arrow, yes. Oh. How you know he's gay? He's like, oh, hey, girl. That hair is fierce. Uh, he made it. Well, he gets fired from uh, Palmer Technologies. Like, oh, me and my boyfriend have time that we can go on this vacation that me and him have been planning on. Only black I'm pretty sure that when they says guy. that, then uh, he's <laughs> gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I was going to be in this... The stereotypical black person. Oh, the only black character has to be gay. You can't be a strong black man and have a family. But Diggle is as always. Should we just group all these minorities into one? Wow. Have a UPN. <laughs> they bring back UPN so they can have the black show. Somehow Black Panther got on there. <laughs> and he's gay. <laughs> and he's gay. <laughs> and pregnant. <laughs> and a teenager, <laughs> a teenager, <laughs> and he's unwed. He's an unwed black pre- black panther teenage mother father. Wow! But I think it should be. I think we just covered all the, the MTV shows. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
And he got catfish and, and he got the catfish on there. Man, I like catfish. I've never seen one episode. I watched it. The only thing I watched on MTV is Scream. I, I watched watch that. I've never watched bad. that. I know. I, I should be like, I, I feel, I'm pretty sure I'm way out of MTV's demographic. What, a married father? Yes. Is that who they tried to reach? <laughs> well, they don't play the music and or videos. But they still have the music video awards, ironically. How do they even have any nominees? We saw this on Vivo. Yeah, it's the same. <laughs> These all were on Vivo. <laughs> Just give one to Miley Cyrus. I'm sure she made a video somewhere. As long as Nicki Minaj doesn't get mad. Did you hear about oh, they that? hate each other, don't they? Oh, was yeah. that the VMA? And, and, and they got into it on the VMAs, yeah. too. But it, it could have been manufactured to get views. Throw, throw back to this bitch. <laughs> uh, talk shit about me yeah, to the yeah, press. They actually showed a music video. Huh? I mean, do they actually legitimately... TRL, probably? I mean, I know at one point in time you could... At least you can turn on MTV at like 3 in the morning and see a music video. Do they even have them? I think, no, I think it's all reality shows. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I was going to say, I think maybe in the morning is still I don't do. think so. I, I think, think MTV I think it's like, has a music VH1 does. Like, probably maybe. Does it? Yep. Because I turn on a VH1 early in the morning. They do have a, like the morning mix or some shit. Yeah. And they have music videos still. Maybe MTV Trace? <laughs> the Ocha? Isn't that like the Hispanic <laughs> the one? Hispanic one. But MTV hits and or jams, so, so play the video. They have the jams of the week. So I'm honestly, MTV should just create a new station that's like, okay, we're going to play music. Like they, they have yeah, that. Yeah, It's MTV just on the higher channels. Yeah, MTV uh, hits it. But nobody cares about But it. there's no VJs. It's just straight video. It's like ESPN ate the Ocho. Did they bring back Jesse? <laughs> hey, Jesse, have a little wobble, 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 wobble. Dave Holmes? <laughs> Dave Holmes. Dave Holmes is. Well, he lost the contest yeah. to him. But, but who's winning now? Dave Holmes. Holmes and his lover, probably Mr. Terrific, or the gay p- captain from The Flash. You know, I had no idea he was Jesse gay L. up until not too long ago. He said it from the first episode, um, and it oh, was so, it was so ham-fisted. Oh, Ray, Ray Allen, I gotta go home to my boyfriend. Quick. Who said what? Diversity. So the fl- I think the Flash, MTV just paid him to do that. Yeah, yeah. In, in The Flash, the captain of the police force is a very forced homosexual because yeah. it make, it's so ham-fisted and bladed they're trying to be diverse and you tell the actor man I'm not gay but I'm getting paid so much money every time he brings up his boyfriend like yeah how's it going so me and my boyfriend it's, it feels so forced it's like Brooklyn Nine-Nine no that that's that is naturally I mean that's I forced but it, they do it for comedy effect mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but speaking of that so like his counterpart because no all blacks look alike Jesse L. Martin <laughs> is also in real life he, he's, he's a homosexual the Flash is black dad. Really? Is he? Yep. The uh, Captain West? Mm-hmm. I did not know if he's gay. Yep, yep. Was he a comic I no. don't think so. I would have never guessed that he was. Yeah. I found that out, I think, on, on Regis and or Kelly. I like his character on there. Yeah. That's a good job. I mean, Kelly and Michael. Or Kelly and Michael. Get that show to Whatever Regis until it gets canceled. I'm a techno! Peter's, <laughs> I say no. So, uh. Read you? We've all been watching Gotham, though, right? Yes. Yes, sir. Most improved show of ever, probably. Yeah. Season one or two. You didn't watch season one, did you, Randy? I didn't watch season one. Yeah, I, much. I started watching season two. Though. Did it really miss a thing? It was. I say, I, like, I. I pretty much caught up just by watching the first few episodes. They did do a good job to, to keep people who didn't watch season one in the loop. Yep. 
Gotham was a show in season one I wanted to like. Exactly. And I couldn't. Yeah. It was like Dick Tracy. Yeah, it was over-the-top oh, acting. Mm-hmm. It was over-the-top set pieces. Mm-hmm. They they didn't make it look like it was a real city. Yeah. And now, it, it looks like a real... It feels like a real city now. It, and it? that's very subtle now. But yeah, but it was glaring in season one that they were on a sound stage. I think the uh, precinct still looks... Like yeah, yeah sound state. Uh, Everything sound else state. still looks good. The kid from the OC holding up well. No, no. In my opinion, he's the weakest link right now. His because he's a good actor, but it's like they won't let him act. He yeah. plays the same thing. Oh, everything he does. Yeah. Don't jump him. Like he, he never he moves his Watching it, I feel like I'm still watching the OC. He was in uh, that other cop show. Uh, yeah, he was good Southland. in that. No, he's, he, yeah, he, he was really good in that show. Who was it? That's what I was hoping. His teeth never move. Uh, I'll tell you what, Michael Chick. You watched the episode that he yeah. was in. He put some weight on. He's always been that fat dude. No, he hasn't. Michael <laughs> not on the shield. Yes, yeah, he's, dude. Yeah, no, he's like fat now. He was fat, but, he was fat on the shield. Yeah, but uh, he wasn't thin. <laughs> he was not thin. Well, I'm not saying he was thin, but I didn't think he was. That, <laughs> I'm gonna pull up a picture. He's the but, exact same way. Like I thought Dinafio. he lost weight. <laughs> I was gonna say. What the fuck are you watching? Um, what part are you watching? No, but I was like... Uh, lake. <laughs> didn't you think watching that, though, he would have been a good kingpin? No, not at all. His acting was terrible. Michael Chiklis is a king? I don't want to watch that. His acting was terrible. Right there Michael Clark Duncan. Him and Gordon are the two biggest, li- two biggest of weakest links. Of that well, show. I didn't think he was great on that show. I'm just saying I think Michael Chiklis could have played a good... Uh, I the book on Evan's face is like, fuck respectfully, you. Respectfully, of course. <laughs> fuck you, Michael Chiklis is not playing Kingpin. <laughs> he wasn't even a good thing. I guess, now, is he a comic fan? Because he, he likes doing a lot of comic shit. Well, I guess two. I think he likes the money. Yeah. Um, I th- no, I think he said before that, because when he was this in Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four, this modern family, I mean, this ordinary oh, not family. Ordinary family. He's fat as fuck in that. He has like five chains, but it, it's... They photoshopped it. Photoshopped his two other chins. So he was looking up. Yeah. <laughs> he was just, so what is your doing this? You're on your chin, right? Because there's a shadow down there too. <laughs> but he was not that fat on the shield. He's, he he was. That's exactly the same he looks now, dude. I don't think so. Okay. Agree to disagree. Yeah. Respectfully, of course. But he he was in Photoshop. Uh huh. Fantastic Four. This this ordinary family and now this shit. No ordinary family. No, no ordinary, family. ordinary family. I never watched it though. I it was, was it was decent. It was I thought it was decent. My Dexter's girl got killed off. She was on that show. Was what, what, she? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah she right. got killed off on Dexter and she was on that show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like that, like they had like one or two seasons. It was decent. No ordinary I, family. I, I think it only lasted. I think it one season though. I thought it came back for a second one, and like then it got dropped. I don't like, even know it got the, fir- the whole first season. Maybe thirty I think episodes. I, I want to so say the Googles. that came from mid season. Hmm. Was it? Was it? Wasn't it just ordinary family? No or, ordinary. I know it had ordinary and family in it, but I'm not sure what came before no. and or after that, or in the middle of it. I missed. I missed uh, twenty episodes. And our regular season is twenty six. So yes, yeah, so like it almost got a full season. Almost season one. But yes, most improved show over last season. Absolutely, I agree. A lot of people are uh, saying, "How could they kill the Joker off?" And it's not really they the never officially said it was the Joker. They never no. said that. They said this maybe it, it, inspired the Joker. Mm-hmm. It's called a red herring. Would it make you think it's one thing when 
change or bait and switch. But I think it was on purpose to get some, like, okay, this guy's going to be the Joker. And then it's even thrown, like, this guy's a very interesting character. Red Hood. No one matters. He's dead. You're dead. The only thing I kind of wish that I, that I was uh, hoping for is they would have a central villain that they're building up to. Like, Penguin was last season. Mm-hmm. You're seeing so the rise of Penguin. Penguin's probably still the... Penguin's, Penguin's weak this season. Yeah. Like, he's weak. Although, last of the Riddler storyline. Also weak. I was kind of hoping you are going to see the build-up to him becoming... Which, uh, it still might. I wasn't a huge fan of the every season going to be a character arc for a villain. I just said, tell a fucking story. Don't, don't have to have that. I mean, this is not bad, but I wasn't saying... Like, it doesn't have to be, like, villain of the week or any shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I do like the more perceived... Uh, or it's not as procedural as it was last mm-hmm. year. It's more serialized. Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, helped it out a lot. And to be on it on, on a Monday night at 8 o'clock, it is a dark show in regards to themes, yeah. language, because uh, Michael Chickles was saying, everyone knows you're banging that up. <laughs> going up against um, football. Uh-huh. Hold up, going up. So it's up against football on Monday nights. Yeah. So it's going to be going up against uh, Supergirl. DC, I'm surprised DC they put DC against each other. Oh, what? It's Fox versus NBC, right? It's, yep. Right. CBS. No, yep. The colorless, the colorless broadcast. Well, just, yeah, CBS is uh, um, <laughs> super real. Can't really argue that. <laughs> that, was, that was a mad TV sketch. Uh, it, it, it had an acronym for every network. It made sure it was like non-black. It was like CBS was a colorless broadcasting safe system. NBC is... No blacks, something like yeah, like no black channel, something like that. <laughs> what was ABC? Anti-black <laughs> channel. Fox. I, it was Matt TV was on Fox, so of course. So of course they were fine. Fox, right Fox got out unscathed. Yep. Yeah, but um, Gotham is definitely the best, um, most improved show. I like. It was stupid how they had to bring in. Lucius Fox, but I'm glad that they did because the same with Lucius and I forgot they had Gordon. him in last season. Yeah, like for two episodes. When did they have him on? When? Was it last season? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then he was in the second episode, I think, this week. Yeah. Was he? And uh, he does a good young Morgan Freeman impression. Master Bruce, I have a tumbler. And yes, it does come in black. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Uh, Wayne, what are you doing? This, this is unethical. Aren't they supposed Penguins to bring back Harvey Dent? Across the Antarctic. Old ass, <laughs> old ass Harvey Dent compared yeah. to the Bruce Wayne. I hope not. We need a young Harvey Dent. Yeah, that's well, a young Harvey Dent, but how young is a Catwoman? Because we saw Catwoman, right? Mm-hmm. At Comic yep. Con. Yep, yep. She didn't look that. She she, she looked older there. She looked. She looked older. Wait, Comic Con. Yeah, Comic Con. You think so? I thought so. I, I think she they looked a lot older from, from season one to season two. She looks like she's damn near thirty now. Yeah. She does. That's what I'm saying. Like she, but she's like maybe she's young. As, like she's like 15. Something she like really? that. Yeah, like she's really young. She, I like, thought Bruce Wayne looks like a lot older. I, I don't think he does. Like Catwoman looks lo- a lot older than he does this season. In my Catwoman does look older than Wayne does. Oh, and um, also I like when when Gordon tried to get up on uh Leslie Tompkins. <laughs> she's 16. She's 16, and um. He was trying hard to, like, if you wanted to come by the manor. I mean, I typically work a lot. Oh, I don't have to work a lot. I quit my job for that pussy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's also funny about that is uh, 
Ben McKenzie might need to look behind his over his shoulders because uh, old chick's husband is gonna be looking after him. Cause mm-hmm. she, they're fucking in real life, and she's pregnant. She's with child, and her husband found out she was pregnant with Ben McKenzie's child during a divorce hearing. She walked oh, in. Legit? I'm pregnant. Oh, oh really? F- yeah. With ben McKenzie's baby. Ben McKenzie not shot that club up. Pregnancy. It's contagious these days. And he had Alfred wanting to uh, yeah, yeah, get yeah. in that pussy, too. I thought it said, like, two seconds. Yeah, I was looking at the <laughs> yeah. stuff you were asking Clearly. on your phone. Yeah, but that was a good scene. Like, yeah, yeah. Evan just had a joke about yeah, how I, he would quit his job for that I'll say it again. Yo, you know, I, I work a lot at the manor, but you know what? I don't have to work every day. You know what? I can just quit and fuck that little boy. If I can get all of them lips. I, I hear that you're Brazilian, right? I heard about your accent. Quote, unquote. No hair on those pussy lips. So my dick is long and smooth. Okay. <laughs> See, um, that, that woman is actually Brazilian. I think on both sides. That's why she's so hot. Mm. And they have a special wax in of their vaginas. I got it. They get all the hair <laughs> off their pussy lips. Yeah, I got it. And if they're really hairy, it'd be like in between, like they're not their taint. But the air between her thigh and pussy, that also gets waxed. Gotcha. And being Latina, kind of, sort of, they're known for having <laughs> wet vaginas as well. Really? That's well, exactly that thing? They call it wet, wet. The stereotype? So wet, you have to say wet twice. Wet, wet. Got that wet, wet? <laughs> but that's why Ben McKenzie said, fuck it, I don't care if she's married. I like, quit my job. It ain't my wife. Nice. Yeah, but yeah, but seriously. So they, they went to their divorce hearing. And she shows up pregnant, and then the, I guess the judge asked her, "Oh, so you're with child? Is it your soon to be ex husband?" She's like, "No. Um, I guess maybe it's legal." She has to tell who who, who's, who, who the father is. She said, "It's Ben McKenzie." What from the OC? <laughs> from the OC? Southland, bitch! You fucking do for Southland? Yeah, that but, chick's been in a bunch of shit too. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of sci-fi stuff. She was on uh, yes. Serenity, the Firefly. Firefly. Um, Firefly. She was... Uh, Never watched it. Flash. Yep, she's the voice of... Uh, Gideon. Yep, yep, yep. She was Talia El Ghul in Son of Batman. Hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, she, she should... Yeah. V. Yep. I never watched that one. That's she would have been a good tag in the movies, too, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. She had that uh, kind of butch haircut before, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. glad she grew it out a little bit. And she should have to blind like fucking Angelina uh, Jolie and Hackers. She was in the OC mm-hmm. as well. Really? Go figure. Probably been fucking her since then. Probably. Mm. <laughs> well, who was she in the OC? Uh, she was in three episodes in season three. Uh, That's like last Maya season. Griffin. No, they had four. She was in the Justice League cartoon. She was uh, in a series, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, with Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Hmm. Maybe not the same episode, but. Oh. Yeah, dude, she, she, she is, but she isn't a geek, but she likes to geek culture shit. Because I, um, on her interview with the Nerdist, she's talking about her background and shit. She isn't a big geek. Oh. So the fact that she went to, like, um, art school. I think it's Julia. I went to Juilliard. And she said that uh, who was in her class, but like he dropped out. Wes Bentley, I think, was in her class and, and he dropped out. 
I know you wouldn't have watched it, but uh, did you ever watch that Firefly and Serenity? Randy? No, I just said I didn't. <laughs> yeah, <that's what> I, said. <laughs> I heard it's supposed to be really good. I mean, I'm not. It's got a following. I mean, people yeah. love Nathan Fillion. Well, it's uh, Joss Whedon too. So yeah, I'm not a big Joss Joss Whedon fan besides um, the Avengers. I tried watching Buffy at one point in time. I think Can't about, get into it. I tried buying the first season and it wasn't bad and. I just didn't feel like watching 10 seasons of the same thing over exactly. and over and over. Buffy? Again. Yeah. Even if they had hair spy in it. No, it's just villain of the week on Buffy. Mm-hmm. I like Elijah Dushku. He's in it for a while. Mm-hmm. I've never watched an episode with her in it, but. Yeah. She played I didn't like Buffy. I didn't like uh, fucking Dollhouse. I didn't like Angel. Oh. Uh, didn't he do like Bobby and Bobby or some shit? Another, I think there, he did a, uh, Dollhouse, and I think there was another show with... Uh, did he do uh, True Calling? No, I don't think True Calling. Would that have Elijah Dushku in it, too? No. He's done a lot of shit with her. Or is that Jennifer Love Hewitt? I think that's Love Hewitt. Or Alyssa Milano. Charmed? No. To the Googles! True Calling? That's what Brian said. Brian comes up with some crazy shit, right? T-R-U dot Music of Stylings. <laughs> of seven the third hosts. <laughs> Mixtape dropping soon. <laughs> Doll, or do we say Dollhouse? Yeah, we we said Dollhouse. Dollhouse, Angel, Buffy, and Firefly. True Calling, she wasn't that. I've never heard of that show, man. Elijah, just, yeah, yep, there she is. What network was that on? Fox. Really? True Calling? 2005. Canceled after one season. I had Zach Galifianakis on it. I've never heard of that show. Six episodes. Is that all the last season? Sound like Dollhouse. Well, that was season two. And also, they had two seasons. So Summer Gal. Season, season one was 20. Season two was six. Summer Gal is another one of those, uh... Who's in a lot of this shit. Geeky shit. Yep, and it always gets canceled. Like, she's like the... the, the the uh, angel of death for anything that she's in besides Arrow. Oh yeah, she was in Arrow. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. She was in uh, Terminator. Mm-hmm. Tomb Raider. Uh, Terminator. Terminator. Oh, Terminator. Uh, <laughs> like, Terminator show. The TV series. The Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah, with that fine ass old lady from uh, Game of Thrones. Lisa Hentley, whatever the fuck yeah. her name is. Got buck ass naked in the last season. Of- she always that does. asked him. No, she. That was the first time. Dude, in 300, she got naked with, uh, when, uh, fucking, uh, what's his name? With, uh, Dominic Monaghan, Dominic Wilson? Dominic Jigsaw. West. Dominic West. Which was a Jigsaw. Which is all his name is. Jigsaw. From, I don't remember she, getting naked. War I think she got naked in that. Every she woman was, in that movie got naked. She was fully naked in, uh, Bush and All. Game of Thrones. Yep. Bush and All. Does she have a Brazilian wax? No. <laughs> No, emphatically no. Nope. Seventy style. Eighteen seventy style. Sixty style. <laughs> but 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 Eva Green gets bucket naked in three hundred two. Like, yes, she does on five different occasions. Oh, and, I'm in and, this scene. Well, let me take my clothes off. No, 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 no. You can keep mine in this scene. No, no, no. I think we're gonna try it with the clothes off. I'm an artiste. Let me be an artiste. I've let me express never myself. Three hundred two. It's not bad. Ava really? Green gets naked quite a bit, and in Sin City too, she also gets naked quite a bit. Sin City, and I think too? she's got that. Is she both Sin City. Was she she got that one? TV show now too. Yep. Is she uh, naked now. Uh, Penny Dreadful. Penny Dreadful. Uh, yeah, but um, it, 
Sin City 2 is good. The first half of it, the nine Jessica Alba parts of Sin City 2 are pretty good. Yeah. The Jessica Alba parts are horrendous. I tried watching it, and I like the first Sin City. I like the first one as well. But 2 is the same exact movie. So I is, say, it, is it the same story? It, no, 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 no. It's a longer story that features... Um, I only do two storylines in this one. Yeah, but the, the, the first storyline was actually a book, and it's a really good book from Sin City. The okay. second story was a original tale that I wrote for the movie. Oh, really? To give, to give Jessica Alba more, more screen time. Although I think uh, Sin City, when you first saw it at the time, was it 2004 it came out? Yeah, I was in school still. I was in high school still. Shit. Um, or, right before, or my first year of college. I was in college. I think at that point in time, it was cool because you'd never really seen something like that. Go back and exactly. watch it now. It's not I a good still movie. Like it. Do you? I, I still like it. Yeah. I went back but and watched it. Yeah, I don't mind. I'm the man who likes the spirit. That's what I like. Yeah. I didn't care for that. Maybe that's why I hate San Seraph. <laughs> he broke the fourth wall. They had a lot of hot women in that movie. Though. Yes, the spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, Mendez hat was partially nude. Of like course, he looks. He also loved to get a bucket naked. He had Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. It had the chick from Castle. In the, in, I think in the, her, her first prominent role, and she was good in it too. She's probably the best part of it. Really? Yeah. She's good in Castle. And it had um, the father from the Wonder Years playing Captain Dolan. Wonder Years. Oh, did you guys know that there was a, a, a 1980s The Spirit pilot that came on ABC starring Flash Gordon? Oh, no. It's, it's actually decent, it's better than a movie. 1980s, you said? Late 80s. You can find it on the YouTube. As well as, Brian, you've heard of Mike Grell, right? Uh, the creator? Yes. Have you heard of his um, his series, John Sable, colon, Freelance? No. Okay, well, that that character is one of his, his biggest creator-owned characters, and he, and he had a, a TV show also in the 80s on ABC for eight weeks called Sable. This is also pretty shitty. No, it was decent. It was, it was decent. Was oh, it Sable? Also, yep. And it's like Sable, like uh, the the nineties like or the nineties WWF hot lady who who was Mark Merrow's ring girl, but turned to her own star in Playboy. And now she's married to Brock Lesnar. Do you, uh, hear is the, she, seriously? Seriously? Did you hear the new? I didn't know that. Did you hear yeah. the uh, Playboy news that they announced yeah. this week? You hear about that, Randy? Fast forward six months in the future, Playboy is releasing his last issue. <laughs> <laughs> For well, anyone that doesn't know, Playboy made the erratic uh, announcement this week that they were going to. Uh, it, well, they've already taken off digital. Yeah, really? Yeah. So there's yeah. no titties on the Playboy website already? No. On the website, no. Well, so it's backwards compatible then? Yeah. They're taking away shit? Uh-huh. Yeah, they're taking shit away. Well, well, they, well, they have. Well, they they the said thing. Playboy has other sites, though. That there's, yeah, there's, there's enough titties on the internet where it's, you don't have to. But well, how about like, the, the people, class? Let's just say people aren't buying Playboy for the titties anymore. They're buying it for the intriguing articles they can get anywhere else. It's always neat when you get to see a celebrity or something like that. Exactly. Popping that pussy for a goon. You see that all the time on the internet, though. Then, if a celebrity is going to get naked, they're going to get naked. It's going to be on the internet. But it you can might be get a, legitimate. You might get a B level celebrity in a sex tape. Or it might get Eve Lawrence you know, taking a cum shop to her, to her face. No, to find it, though. You don't have to pay for it. I mean, but I think the, I think Playboy might be one of the only magazines that's still doing numbers out here in these streets. But they kept, I guess the, the difference with Playboy is they kept it classy. It wasn't, yeah. like, it wasn't swank or... It was like penthouse. It wasn't penthouse, yeah. Or black tail. Tasteful. Never seen that one. Tasteful. Listen up, my friend. Black 
tail banging one. Um, That's it for sure, though, right? Can I find it on the black Twitter? Uh, probably not. You can find it at a stop and or shop or any hood store. You can find it at a, bloody, a black barber shop or a black hair care product store. You can get your Murray's hair cream, your black tail magazine. They just have it sitting out there to read while you're waiting? <laughs> yep. Fuck off. Kids are in there. <laughs> pastors. Well tail. It doesn't surprise me that the pastors are reading it. They're not Catholic. They're not little boy porn. Oops. So, any other thoughts on Gotham? Nothing. I think I'll I'll keep think it so. up. Keep it up, up writers yeah. of Gotham. You Bruno have our, Heller. You have our approval. Most improved show. Well, I guess we. You have my. You have my interest, but now you have my curiosity. What's your uh, that line went on um, Django? You had my interest, but now you, you have, have my curiosity. curiosity. Should we give uh, Gotham some drunk Iron Man's? Let's see them all drunk Iron Man. I was gonna say we haven't we haven't given any drunk Iron Man's out in a while. Exactly. You gave one some in your review. Evan's yes, following two stories based on fiction. Two stories based on fiction dot com. I gave you a couple of drunk Iron Man's. You'll have to read the art, read it to find out. Click the link. Well, it's not really a link. But click, well, put the website into <laughs> put your the web browser, browser, browser. And then that's click the first thing that. you'll see. <laughs> click All right. So what was our first one we talked about? The first one we talked about was Shield? Agents of Shield. Randy, how many drunk ones are the season so far? See, I forgot that. Is it 10 or is it 5? We normally do 10. Is it 10? 10. You did 5 on the website. So. Oh. I'll go back and update. That, that was sorry. an editorial review. Oh. Cool. So different than the On the blog, we'll do out of 5. On the show, we'll do out of 10. How about that? There you go. How many drunk Iron Mans do you give season 3 premiere thus far? Thus far, I'm going to give it a 7. That's exactly what I was thinking. Seven, seven drunk, drunk Iron Man's. Interested to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. It's kept me interested to continue to watch it. I it haven't is. seen it, but based on your own what you guys said about it, I give it one drunk Iron Man. You've never really <laughs> cared for Shield, though, have you? No, no you never really. That doesn't mean I have an opinion, an uneducated opinion. I didn't say that your opinion didn't matter. <laughs> All right, let's move on, Evan. Evidence is preview reviews. Let's go with <laughs> Flash. What do you? How many drunk Iron Mans do you give the Flash season two? I will give Flash seven and one half. Ooh, drunk that Iron might be Mans. the first half of drunk Iron Man we've had. No, I've probably given some drunk, some half drunk Iron Man. Yes. Uh, let's see, Flash. What I give it? Drunk Iron Man. <laughs> I give Flash a seven drunk Iron Mans. Okay. Arrow. Arrow. I hate to say it, but I give it five drunk Iron Man's. Five. Mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and I'll give it six. Uh, still entertaining. Still interested to see where it goes. I just hope it picks up a little bit. Mm-hmm. We see drawings for each one of our drunk Iron uh, We looked up at one. We, did, we, were, yeah. we found a bunch of different uh, pictures of mm-hmm. drunken in states <laughs> of Tony Stark. Yeah, we just have to uh, develop it a little bit more. Exactly. Yeah. We will get a drunk Iron Man scale. They get an <laughs> infographic for it and shit. So yeah. we do it, so we start doing it. Um, Gotham, what do we want to come to a consensus on with that? Ooh. Well, it may not be a consensus, but that means we all agree. Yeah. Or I'm, an average. I'm going to say eight drunk Iron Mans for Gotham. Right. I will give Gotham seven and a half drunk Iron Mans. 
I give Gotham nine and one half. Whoa! Nine and one thirds. <laughs> wow! Top award. That might be the highest drunk Iron Man's yet. For not sure, on not the show, yes. For the show. For the show. That's what my brother. For the show. For the show. Businesses. I I radio for the show. Your stripes. Heart radio. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay, okay. I'm Floyd. <laughs> I'm Floyd Merriweather. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I mean, I was thoroughly impressed with Gotham. The tone is correct. The act is correct. Besides Ben McKenzie and Michael Chickas. Michael. Chicklets. Chicklets? Chicklets? Michael Chicklets? Michael Chicklets. So. I thought it was superb. For our listeners, I don't think going forward we're really going to have full episodes devoted. We will have discussions where we talk about Mm -hmm. where the seasons are at currently. Um, You never know, as newer shows are starting, I guarantee we'll probably have a recap of Jessica Jones. Mm -hmm. Um, Legends of Tomorrow. Flat ass. <laughs> Probably have to bring Chad back. Not at all. No ass at all. And Chad is very upset that he was not invited to be on the last show. Yeah. And he said he mm-hmm. was talking to the podcast what he would interject during certain things we were saying. <laughs> I thought we have another idea for him. We do. We do. Yeah. Chad is coming back soon for another show. Well, maybe if he didn't have to get so much permission from his wife right. to come over. Honey, can I breathe today? It's okay if I go take a shit. Um, can I, I can't go to the mailbox? Is it okay if I go to work? Um, can I put on my left shoe? Is that okay with you? Can I, um, <laughs> eat dinner? Can I use your, your flat iron to cut the curl on there? Can I sleep on my side of the bed? Is it okay if I go to urinate in the toilet? <laughs> so I don't believe in marriage. Wow. <laughs> no strings on me. There are some strings. <laughs> wow. But uh, we have a lot that we've been talking about that we're going to be kind of getting into the show. Oh, we have uh, some uh, guest stars coming mm-hmm, in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I believe people are asking when Double D is going to be making a comeback. And I will say we have Eddie Murphy's Law coming. Hashtag Eddie Murphy's Law. We have some new segments we've been discussing mm-hmm. that we were mm-hmm. I think we were, gonna tr- we were gonna we were going to try to reach out today and start those, but uh, that might be the next episode. In the queue. Uh, do picture based packs? Oh, uh, I talked about real quickly earlier, but uh, Marvel's got their new Fox uh, X Men shows, and there was a big yep. rumor that was a. Uh, the bump refuted within minutes. What that had the the Twitter's going crazy. Would have been nice if it was true, but yes, I don't know if it would have been. Honestly, um, yeah, I don't. Mm. Yeah. But the, the rumor being, for those of you, those of you who don't know, there was a rumor that Marvel gave Fox TV rights to two of their properties, X Men based, for for the release of the Fantastic Four back to Marvel, which sounds like it could be a pretty feasible. Um, why would you want to take it on at this point, though? Exactly. I mean, be, like, they already canceled the comic. Yeah. And the movie is just in shit. Yeah. And well, they were, I mean, from the article, that obviously wasn't true. 
Um, you weren't even going to see the Fantastic Four until 2020. So, I mean, you were, they were giving it time to... Yeah, it's still a little... But like, it, why it, even bother with Spencer? And Marvel's getting a little crowded. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. I mean, they can have them and show up periodically just some random shit. Only thing that's missing from the Marvel Universe right now is Reed, because he, he serves to be that scientific kind of guy who, who, could, who, who could be in the same room as David Banner... Bruce Banner. David Banner. Bruce Banner. And uh Tony Stark and, and do all of the science science club shit. Hank Pym. Yeah, and Hank Pym. But uh the two Fox shows that Marvel or the Fox or X Men shows that Marvel gave to Marvel Fox Sanction. was uh Legion Hellfire Club. Yep, and, and Legion, Legion, the most popular I mean, mutant. Hey hey Randy, how how many Legion comics have you read? Has there ever been a... Oh, wait, he was part of... Uh, X-Men Legacy turned to his book. Yeah. I know who... I know Hellfire. Yeah. Hell, and, uh, he is, Hellfire can be a good show. Yeah. Could be. But Are they going to incorporate as part of the Hellfire Club that you've already seen? They said it's based off the 1960s Hellfire Club we saw in X-Men First Class. So okay, so it is a spin-off. It's a period okay. piece. Maybe starring John Hamm. We can't leave the 60s behind. <laughs> <laughs> That actually wouldn't be bad. I'm yeah. back, motherfuckers. But it, 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 he we were trying to discuss this the other day. Mm-hmm. John Hamm. What character could John Hamm play in comic book? Um, Who do we say? Reed Richards? I said, someone said yeah, that. Yeah, you said that. I was saying... He, Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been a good Batman at some point. Yeah. I think there was rumors at one point in time he was... Uh, yep, 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 yep. And Batman would be Superman. I think he'd be a good Alfred. Yeah. He'd be too disgusted. <laughs> um, There's a face that uh, he always makes. Evan uh, always imitates from uh, Mad Men. He's shocked. <laughs> Some woman He's would like, have, a woman would have the audacity to say something, make a suggestion to him. Has his whiskey in one hand and a cigarette in the other. And a pussy in the other hand. <laughs> he thought he'd be a good Superman, honestly. It, also, yeah, I can see that if he gained weight. I mean, if he gained yeah. muscle, because he, yeah. he's a skinny guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a little older now, though. He, I mean, so it's hard because everyone wants to he get. He could play an alternate universe Superman. That's true. Yeah. Boom. Gods and or monsters Superman. Since I love alternate universe. <laughs> he can play, maybe he could have played. The Marvel played, Universe hasn't been cast yet, though. He could play Mark Spector Moon Knight. But if I could cast Moon, I mean, cast Moon Knight, back in the day I did it. Josh Dumel of Lost oh, Vegas. Oh, you didn't pick someone off of uh, Star Trek? <laughs> Patrick Stewart would be a... Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> would be a great Moon Knight. Who was that one guy in Star Trek that had the Cyclops visor? The uh, black dude. Reading Rainbow dude? LeVar Burton. Reading Rainbow! Was he your pick for uh, Cyclops at the time because he already had the visor? <laughs> Almost, but I still went with Riker. <laughs> No, sand beard. Riker had that solid beard. He did. My beard never comes out. What was his Fox show with like about like the unsolved mysteries and shit? It was like kind of sci-fi base. Oh, didn't he, did he did like the outer limits or some shit? No, he did the alien autopsy. Wasn't that him? That one too, but he he had, he had one like on another Fox. show. Yeah. It was like to the Googles. It was like America's Most Wanted, but different, but about supernatural shit. What's his real name? What? What's his real name? Fuck. I don't fucking know. Riker. Riker. 
He would have been a great yeah, John Hill. Well, especially now with that, you got uh, Bruce Wayne older. I bet you could incorporate him as a good. Yeah, Jonathan I like to see him in a villain role. Huh? Jonathan Frank. Yes, he he would be a good, a great Two Face or Hush. Ooh, because he's a kind of he looks like Bruce Wayne a little bit. I like yeah. it. He'd be a good. Hush. He would be a great Hush, I think. Yeah, yeah that's it. And then he, he he needs to be a villain these days anyway. Yeah, he's been the he's been the good guy. He, yeah. he was the he was, he was the, the anti hero in Mad Men. Yeah, he was the villain in which one are we talking about? We're talking about two? John Hamm. John Hamm. He's never been the villain. No, he hasn't been the villain. He was a, a, a asshole in Frank. eighteen. Who was he? Was he in eighteen? Yep. He was a uh, Jessica Bill's boss or something, or or like her her counterpart. He was also in the Data Earth still. Yeah, that was Reed. a horrible movie. Terrible. He was in uh, the town. That was a good movie. He played. Uh, he was in the town. You're right. FBI cop or something like that. He, he, in every movie, does he always plays a cop? It seems like a cop or a scientist. He was in Sucker Punch. Was he? Never seen it. I just did buy the final uh, season of Mad Men. Came out this week. It came out. Yep. The yeah, Paranormal Borderline. That's the name of the show. He's the host. That's a dumbass title. Yep. Welcome to the Paranormal Borderline in space. Um, but John Hamm would make a great Two Face or Hush. Yeah. I think. What about Hal Jordan? If you're doing an old Hal Jordan, I can see him doing that. But they're going. I mean, they're, well, you had an older Batman, but so, a younger Superman. I don't know how you would. A young guy's Flash, Martian Manhunter. Yeah. No, seriously, I can, I can see that. I feel like he would be a better DC hero, or or like an independent comic book character. I'd like to see him in Scarface. Because <laughs> they should got him for Jim Gordon. <laughs> Apparently, Leonardo DiCaprio is going to play Scarface. What? Yeah, dude. Leonardo DiCaprio playing the Scarface. I'm from Cuba. Do we need that movie done again? No, that was, what the fuck was that? <laughs> that was I'm, I'm from the Cuba. From Leonardo that, DiCaprio. Yeah, but they said, no, they said, like I didn't read about this, not about DiCaprio, but they said uh, the new Scarface isn't going to be about cocaine. It's going to be... Internet. No, it'd be, I think... Hacking Wi-Fi servers. First you get the money, then you get the Wi-Fi servers, and then you get get the the pizzas. You get the money, you get the power. Then you get the women. Then you get the women. Not because your personality or your looks. But if if it made a Carlitos way, too, they can make a, a Scarface, too. Starring Jake Hernandez and that Huff would be Daddy. a Scarface three. They didn't make a Scarface, Scarface was a sequel or a, not a sequel, but it was a uh, it was a reboot. Oh, it's like an old, 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 old yeah, yeah, black and white. Mm-hmm. That was uh, originally about bootlegging, and mm-hmm. the second the remake was about cocaine. They always they said it always is geared towards the Modern. drug of choice of the. So would it be popping mollies and sweating in the new Scarface? <laughs> Ecstasy and crystal meth. Mm-hmm. Billy. Is Michael is Brian Cranston gonna play Scarface? <laughs> you say my name. <laughs> I am the one who knocks. Close them out. So I guess this would be a good time to close out the show. Take us on out of here. I'll wrap it up. Wrap it up, B. So to our, our paths next cross, we'll be here. RBS Studios International. A couple of guys and true stories based on fiction. Yep.
doing anything for $25. We won't do that. Thank you. 
Hello all, this is Evan Jones, the uh, third host of the True Stories Based on Fiction podcast, and this is going to be the first episode of a recurring mini-show on the True Stories Based on Fiction feed. I figure this segment is something that we can put out on like the bi-weeks of the uh, podcast, uh, maybe not every bi-week, but something that... Um, keep you guys entertained um we're gonna call this segment evan's soapbox and it's gonna highlight either my opinions on certain things or reviews certain things basically give you guys a little more insight into my madness and also like i said something to keep you guys entertained because we want to flood your feeds with things from us um this first episode is going to be about uh, the the novel New Avengers by Alisa Quitney, I believe her last name is Quitney. It's spelled K W I T N E, K W I T N E, Y, Quitney. Um, basically, what Marvel's been doing the past couple of years, uh, they've been putting out prose novels based on popular storylines by popular writers. Um, Marvel has always put out novels typically by some of their top writers who can also write prose. I remember when I was a kid, um, I, I, I bought like a Days of Future Past novel. I think it was written by Peter David. I can't quite remember, but it was, the production of it was a little shoddy. You can tell it was uh, something done on the cheap and it was geared towards children. The new stuff, however, is geared towards teens and adults. Um, and it has pretty good production. And I think that most of that may be because Marvel is owned by Disney. And Disney is actually one of the biggest publishers in the world. It's a little known fact about Disney. They actually produce their own books. Um, so that's why on this book, it just says Marvel. If you look at the Indicia, let's see here, printed in the USA. New Avengers Breakout, published by Marvel Worldwide Incorporated, a subsidiary of Marvel Entertainment. Copyright 2013. Let me keep looking here. Somewhere in here it should tell us that this is manufactured by between by Sheridan Books. Incorporated in Chelsea, Michigan. Interesting. Um honestly, it isn't seeing anything in here about the Marvel Disney production. But I know for a fact that it is. Well, maybe I don't know. Well, I'm spending a lot of time on the prelim, so getting to the getting to the root of it. So Marvel has been producing novels that are pretty pretty decent actually, that are based on some of the big storylines, some that are completely original by well known writers. Alisa Quitney has written a lot of novels that are geared towards a female audience. They aren't really romance novels or like smut. Like say, um, Fifty Shades of Grey, but she's she's actually a pretty good writer. I was looking for other things by her that I wanted to read because I was such a fan of her prose, of her prose style in this book. However, none of her other offerings kind of piqued my interest in terms of what I saw um, on Amazon. So, Marvel is producing these novels. Uh, they have one on Civil War, 
We have one on the Iron Man storyline Extremists. We have one on Days of the Futures, Days of Future Past, Secret Wars, the the OG Secret Wars, not the current one. It's, it's coming out this summer. Um, they also have one based off Craven's Last Hunt, one of the most one of the most gritty, popular Spider-Man storylines ever. Uh, they have one based on a lot of things. The one that I'm reading right now is New Avengers. So what they tried to do with this book, they tried to make it an original piece of work inspired by the first story arc of the New Avengers saga by Brian Michael Bendis and David Finch. David Finch even provided the cover artwork for this prose novel. Well, I say provided, but honestly, that's not entirely true. They took a piece of his artwork that was made for, from the series and put it on the cover. Because Marvel owns the artwork of, any, of anything that you produce for them. So they just reused some artwork, but it's pretty good. Um, this is also serves for serves the audience of people who saw the first movie and were waiting for the second movie. Second movie came out a couple weeks ago, and it's pretty good. Pretty soon on the True Stories Based on Fiction podcast, we will talk about the movie in-depthly. And that may come out before this comes out. We don't know yet in terms of scheduling. Um, but, so it's entitled New Avengers. And on the front cover, it says, If you're impatient for a sequel to Marvel's The Avengers, the New Avengers breakout novel might just be the thing that ties you over. So it says right on the cover there, they're looking to um, appease that audience. And I think that they did. They took the best things from the um, New Avengers storyline breakout and they made it kind of loose in the continuity to where it could still fit into the movie universe. Because um, before the second movie came out, it was kind of handed off that Hawkeye and Black Widow might be uh, bumping ugly, as they say. Um, and that's how they wanted it to go. In the second movie, we know that that's not the case. They're just basically platonic best friends. However, in the book here, um, it explores that relationship a lot more. Um, it, it kind of ties into the book and it ties into the movie. And they do a pretty, pretty, pretty great job doing so. Um, okay. So the book is basically about um, Hawkeye and Black Widow. They're the main focus of this novel. And they meet as Hawkeye and Spider-Woman, Jessica Drew, who may not be known to the movie fans, but she's known for anyone who's been reading Marvel in the 70s, 80s, and the early 2000s to present. She's a pretty prominent character. She has the powers of Spider-Man and a couple of extra things that escape me at the moment, but she's a pretty cool character. So the book starts off with um, Hawkeye and Spider-Woman being partners, and they're on some kind of mission, or they just got it back from a mission. And basically Black Widow infiltrates the Triskelion, the um, floating Avengers helicarrier. So Hawkeye finds her and he tries to fight her off and she kind of wins, but they kind of hurt her along the way. Uh, Black Widow gets captured. So this is from the viewpoint that Black Widow is a brand new person in the Marvel Universe, in, in the cinematic universe, and inside the novel that Alisa Pittman has written. 
So they kind of flirt. Uh, but Hawkeye captures her. And Maria Hill, like the, the second in the command of Nick Fury, she uh, asks for... Um, she asks for um, Clint and his partner, the Black Widow, I mean, his partner, Spider-Woman, to take her to, like, the supervillain super prison called The Raft. So they take her there, and they're met by Luke Cage, who's also a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, also a pretty cool character, who was prominent at the same times as Scarlet Witch in the 70s, a little bit in the 80s, went to a complete obscurity from the 90s and but then the early 2000s, Bendis took Luke Cage over and put him in New Avengers along with Spider-Woman. And they became pretty much A-list characters. Um, from, from here, it kind of follows the story, the first storyline of the Avengers breakout, New Avengers rather, breakout storyline. They go to the raft and basically there's a breakout. Um, the villains take over the prison and Spider-Man is on a date. And the date's going terribly. And he hears sirens coming from the raft, which I guess is a little bit outside of the island of Manhattan. And he leaves this terrible date. He costumes up and he goes to help. Iron Man and Captain America are fighting some other villains too. And they actually they go to help out on a raft breakout as well. So, the, so Scarlet, so Black Widow is taken to the raft by Clint, Hawkeye, Scarlet Witch. Oh. Keep saying Scarlet Witch, Spider Woman, and Luke Cage. And while they're there, there's a breakout in the Raft prison. Uh, so they help to contain the violence and the breakout and everything like that. And then they're met by Captain America, Spider Spider Man, and um, Iron Man. <clears throat> so the team lineup is a little different than, from what it was in the. Um, in the new Avengers breakout book, the team consisted of the Sentry, one of my favorite characters, uh, Captain America, Iron Man, Luke Cage, Spider Woman, um, Spider Man, Wolverine, Iron Man, and No Hawkeye. So what's different about this book is that this prose novel, they wanted to kind of focus on people from the movie and put in a couple of characters who they felt were essential to everything. Like Spider Man's pretty essential. He's easy to write. He's fun to write. People like him. Luke Cage is pretty essential to the new the new adventure storyline, so they add him in. Spider Woman, of course, which the same reasons. But the team here basically consists of the people I told you about previously. So we have Iron Man, we have Spider Man, we have Spider Woman, we have Luke Cage, we have Captain America, Hawkeye. And at the end of the book, Black Widow. So, um, that's her team. So they go, they all meet up at the raft, and then so serendipity brings them all together. And there's a lot of, of escapees from the raft prison. And they get word that Carl Lycos, known as Shoron, Soron, is behind the breakout. And he's gone to the Savage Land, which is where he comes from. Um... This storyline works well in prose. I don't think it would have worked as well in the movies because there's certain elements that they couldn't retain. Like, Sauron is an X-Men villain, so I doubt they could uh, have him in any Marvel Studios production. Um, same for, for the Wolverine. That's why he's not in the book. 
Um, also, the Savage Land. The Savage Land is definitely a um, X Men universe concept, so I doubt they could put that in there as well. Um, so, because Black Widow is a spy-ish, villain-ish person, they elect to take her with them so they can keep an eye on her. But she technically isn't a, isn't a prisoner. She she elects. She says that she'll help them out, and there's a lot of sexual tension between her and Clint Hawkeye um, that isn't that they have a hard time getting the handle of. There's also a quasi love triangle between Clint, Black Widow, and Spider Woman. Eventually, they come to find out that Spider Woman's just better suited to being his best friend than his lover. Now, Black Widow, on the other hand, is going to be his lover. Um, so basically, the novel goes on to show us that they go to the Savage Land to find Carl Lycos Sauron and defeat him and figure out how how and why he broke into the prison. He broke out of prison. So it's kind of an action-packed story. It's very well written. Clock's in at about 246, 48 pages. It's relatively short, but it's a quick and easy read, which is very good. Um, Elisa Kitney has a very good skill for dialogue and pacing. Um, the action scenes are amazing. Um, the dialogue is amazing. Her Luke Cage was her, her Luke Cage and her Iron Man's characterizations were a little rough, but not bad. I don't feel I don't feel as though, as, as though she enjoyed writing them as much as Hawkeye, Spider Man, Spider Woman, and Black Widow, and even Captain America. So out of the end, of course, it can't be a perfect novel. Every aspect of it isn't going to be perfect, but it, it had a pretty great blend of action, comedy, and and snappy dialogue. Um, I would say that it is as good as the New Avengers comic books um, storyline breakout. Um, so she did the best she could with the material. She incorporated a lot of things she didn't have to, but she did, and she made it work. Um, with any novel, there's time where it kind of drags and lulls, but there wasn't a lot of that in this one, man. It was actually pretty decent. Um... The part that I didn't really see coming, uh, which is kind of ironic, there's like two kind of explicit sex scenes between Hawkeye and Black Widow. And you know, when you look at a Marvel novel, right, you would think that, okay, this is going to be something that's suitable for kids and teenagers, right? I mean, it's not graphic. Like I said, it's not Fifty Shades of Grey graphic, but it's, uh, you can tell that, that she... That Black Widow was busting open for him, um, which I'm, I'm I'm all for. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, um, that was kind of jarring, but in a good way. And but now that I come to expect it, now that I know what's going on in Marvel novels, it's pretty cool. Um, the story kind of wraps up in a bow. I don't want to ruin it here. This is more of a review, so I'm gonna give you some of the basic elements of it, the story behind it, and how I felt about it. Um, this is the second of the Marvel novels that I've read lately. I, I read this, and I read The um, Death of Captain America by comic book writer Larry Hammer. It's, it was his first for, foray into um, writing prose, and he did a very good job, but that was a little more literary, a little more dry prose, I hate to say. 
it was good, don't get me wrong, but this Alisa Quitney, the way that she writes, is more kind of the pro style that I prefer. Um, and I'll probably do a more in-depth, in-depth uh, talk, podcast about the Larry Hama novel at some future, maybe, maybe even today. Um, <clears throat> sorry about all the ums. So I would say that the New Avengers Breakout by Lisa Quitney, if I had to give it a rating, I would say it's probably four out of five. I'll get a four out of five rating. Um, honestly, it might even be a five out of five because um, I enjoyed reading it. It was a quick and easy read. Yeah, I, I rescind that. I give it a five out of five because it had a couple little lulls in it where it kind of dragged, but that's in any piece of literature because sometimes you have to do some info dump. And I really enjoy reading it. And um, yeah, I'll give it a five out of five. Don't expect everything in the future in the Evan Soapbox episode where I review things to be five out of five. This one I have to say is it's short and sweet. It gets right to the point. The pacing is impeccable. The the characterizations are pretty spot on besides, like I said, um, Luke Cage and Iron Man. But that isn't enough of a critique for me to not give it a five out of five. Because nothing's perfect. Five out of five just means I thoroughly enjoyed it. There's more. There's a lot more pros than cons. And that's definitely the case with this book. So that's going to be it for this episode. The, the inaugural episode of Evan's Two Stories Based on Fiction presents Evan's Soapbox. Um, as always, you can contact us at two, at shoot, sorry, at TSDOF podcast on Twitter. Um, on Stitcher, if you search for True Stories Based on Fiction, um, you can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash True Stories Based on Fiction. Our website, True Stories Based on Fiction.com. You can stream us on Stitcher, Stitcher. You can stream us on iTunes. You can stream us from our website. Um, hopefully, you, you guys are like our, are liking what we're putting out. Definitely leave us comments. You can email us. Email us at true stories based on fiction podcast at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to hear from you. If you have any comments, say you hate us, you love us, anything like that, anything we can do to make the podcast better for you. If you ask a question, we will answer it, answer it on air. Um, also, the reason why I'm so interested in, in the Marvel prose novels is due to the fact that I am a aspiring writer myself. Uh, I do have a story up on Amazon Kindle right now called Ava. So if you go to Amazon or Amazon Kindle and you search for Evan D. Jones or Ava, it should pop right up. If not the first entry, the second, third, towards the top. Um, it's a pretty good story. If you like me, if you like my opinions, if you if you want to, if you're interested in seeing other things I've done, something you can check out. Um, I'm editing my first serious attempt at a prose novel myself currently. Me, myself, currently, I, that was kind of close to the end of the event. Hopefully that will get published pretty soon here at a big publishing house. Um, so that's pretty much it, guys. Have a good one. Thanks a lot for passing it to me. I'll just be a guy telling true stories based on fiction. Take it easy.